0: Syukur untuk setiap rencanamu Dan rencanamu yang mulia Dalam satu tubuh kami bersatu Várdeká!
1: hi good morning everyone how, how is everyone doing today on this beautiful saturday yeah i hope you all are doing great uh, and thank you for joining us in our 74th episode of catholics at home you know we've been uh, journeying this since last year and 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 it's been a long and, and interesting journey which we had and we're so blessed that we are still around and we've been producing some uh, good content for you and we hope you have been enjoying all the various content uh, which we have Yep in today's episode i think it's going to be something really really interesting and and, and I, i'm and i'm quite excited about it because uh today we get to ask a priest all the, the questions which you have you know and and we put them on the spot to see how they react to it and also for us to understand a little bit further in terms of what goes through the minds of the priest yeah and and we're actually quite fortunate today because today we don't, we don't only have one priest father clarence we also have a good friend of ours from uh, from uh, used to be from Assumption, Father Alex Shelving, who now is in Saint Louis, uh, 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 Kluang, and also a special guest, which we'll reveal later. You know, uh, yeah. So so yeah, if y'all can guess who that special guest is, why not just key in uh, in the comment box in your in YouTube and also on your Facebook. And we'd like to welcome all of you from Miri, from Penang, from uh, Johor. Uh, and Kuala Lumpur and wherever you are, yeah. Welcome to Catholics at Home. And if you haven't uh, liked our channel, don't forget to click the like button or subscribe to us, yeah. Because again, we're trying to increase the, our awareness and reach to many other Catholics out there, yeah. So don't forget to like and and share this podcast. At the same time, give us a heart uh, emoji or give us a. a, 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 a prayer emoji or whatever not yeah to welcome all, all of you yeah and we like to see as many hearts and see can we get maybe a thousand likes clicking on a people clicking on the like button today let's see how many likes can we get yeah and before we begin today uh we also have a surprise we have alex johnson who is basically uh the guy who's been helping me uh, us produce on the back end he's also going to co-host with me today so hi alex how are you Alex, you're muted, Alex. <laughs> First time doing this, sorry, you're muted or...
0: <laughs> Hello, so Alex, mark. maybe
1: how are you doing?
2: Very good, very good, very good.
1: So Alex, maybe can you tell our listeners, huh? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah.
2: All right, I am from Clang, uh, from the parish of of Lutz. And yeah, so we are still in this lockdown and going through online stuff for the past one and a half years or more than that. I can't. I'm not I've lost a lot of time, but yeah,
1: yeah. So Alex has been uh, yeah. Give us a, a like for Alex, yeah. If you heard Alex, or give him a heart, yeah. Uh, Alex has been the guy behind the scenes for many many of this IT stuff. You know, of this live stream for CDM for the Archdiocese and for Move Youth and stuff. Yeah. So we're actually very glad that he's part of Catholics at home. And on top of Alex, besides Alex, I mean, uh, today we have of course let us welcome our resident. Uh, and famous priest, Father Clarence Devadas.
0: Hey, hi.
3: Good morning, guys. Morning, Father. Morning, morning, Alex.
0: Good morning.
3: Wow. Finally, you finally you made it onto screen. La, from all the time being back end now, we actually get to see the man who actually does all the technical stuff. Yeah, from the team, <laughs> from all of us. Thank you so much, Alex, for okay. for doing this uh, for so many so many months and weeks, faithfully. Yeah. And to Mark also, yeah and yeah who without you guys i think this this show wouldn't this podcast wouldn't have gone on for such a long time without the technical expertise that you bring
1: thank you father i mean thank god for so you asked all morning. our
3: yeah all our listeners give a thumbs up to to mark and to alex uh yeah. as a sign of appreciation for all the things that they do at the back end that many people don't see yeah father how are you father okay mark uh i think things are getting a little better we at least see some light uh, at least in the klang valley here uh, maybe not in other parts of malaysia uh, but you know this this is hope the sense of hope i think is, is slowly coming back to a lot of people uh, but it simply means that we still have to take precautions and we have to be careful now everybody's asking when is our churches When are our churches opening you know mm, that's a uh, tough question father <laughs> yeah you know that's something that it's it's not just me- merely that uh, dioceses have to decide but also in consultation with, with the authorities uh safety and health issues because not every church is the same you know uh not every church has got ample space to do everything you know so, not every church has got uh fresh air that's flowing right left and right to keep it healthy for for everyone so sometimes yeah you know we want to open everything at the same time but we realize that in in, in some churches we just don't have the resources or you know, or, or even the infrastructure to, to get things moving. So little steps, little steps, you know, I, I know everybody wants to go back to church. And, and, and as a priest, yes, we would love to welcome everybody back. Uh, but we also, you know, want to take into consideration people's health, safety, you know, of course you come to church, but then when you go home, you have other people at home. Uh, so yeah. We also have to think of them. Uh, yeah. You know, think of uh, if you have elderly parents or if you have young children at home, we also have to consider those people that we don't see. Just like how we don't see the both of you on the show, but, you know, we still know that it's it's important that you are here. So a lot yeah. of lot of considerations, Lamar, uh, Alex, I yeah. think it's not so simple as opening a, a shopping mall or, a, or an office yeah. because, you know, we will be in a confined space for about an hour. Yeah, so what, yeah. you know, what? Precautions do we take? Uh, so it's still thinking this this out, especially in in the archdiocese. Uh, you know, things will happen, but yeah, hopefully our prayers soon.
1: Maybe we can ask that a little further. You know, I mean uh, later on, Father. You know, when we get uh, yeah. the other two priests coming in. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, for all those joining us, thank you. I mean, we see people from Singapore, from Sarawa, from Sabah. <coughs> yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, from different different parishes. Welcome to Catholics at home. So uh, yeah, again, before we 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 bring in our guest, again we like you to guess who is the special guest which is coming in today. Yeah, we give you a hint, lah. <laughs> la, uh. What hint can we give, uh, Alex? Where's he from? Where's where's this priest from? Which uh, which, which diocese? All right, he's from uh, Malacca Johor.
2: Malacca Johor. Malacca hmm. Johor diocese. Okay, okay, Malacca Johor. From Malacca Johor diocese, please please put in the chat. Your guest,
1: who this yeah. A good thing. friend of Father Alex huh? <laughs> yeah
3: Got special gift. Right. gift or not? a special gift or for the one who guesses right?
1: Yes, yes. I think we we'll, we'll <laughs> give a special gift. We'll give you a, a Catholics at home a special edition mug. Let me show you the monk. <laughs> uh. Let me let me open it. Let me show it to you. Yeah. So if you guess it right, you get a gift. Of course, Father Alex is here. You know, Father Alex. Yeah. So this is the no. Catholics at home. All mark. right. Yeah. All so right. Whoever guesses right. Father Clarence will give it to you, especially. <laughs> yeah, we'll deliver it to you. Yeah. Anyone guessing?
2: All right. So, father, we've got Father Lionel, Father Martinian. Some guesses coming in. Uh, I think we have to guess some more. No, we're, we're close, but not so yeah, close. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's not enough. That's not enough. Come on. Maybe some, 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 maybe he has a, uh, not not really a, I mean, he's a father, but maybe he got cut also like Alex, you
2: know?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. cut okay. a bit higher, yeah? So, maybe he needs higher something. Yes, yes, yes. Okay that's, okay, that's going to, that's going to... Yeah. While while we wait for that, I think uh, we would like you all to post your questions for us, the priests, because today we're gonna look through and we're gonna ask questions to to the various priests. So let us welcome actually our guests. Yep, So it's not Father Simon. It's not Father Martian. Uh, today we have Father Alex Chelvam. Hi, Father Alex. Hi, hi,
4: hi. <laughs> oh, you're <Yeah>. good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And we also have a special guest, Monsignor Peter. Hi,
5: hey. hi Father.
3: Hi. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Peter. Morning.
5: Morning, morning, Father. Father, Monsignor. Monsignor uh, I think so you was, have to un- un- un-
0: un- you
3: have to unmute yourself, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. So both of them, uh, Father Alex and Monsignor Peter, are from Saint Louis, Kluang. And I was wow. quite fortunate to actually go to Kluang just before the lockdown. I mean, two years ago to meet Father <laughs> Alex on our way to a holiday, and it was a beautiful experience. So Father Alex and Monsignor, how are y'all doing?
4: Very well. Good, actually. Yes,
1: how is everything in Kluang? I mean, we know Malaysia. I mean, in in Klang Valley, we are like uh, some of it going through a bit of lockdowns and we slowly easing up and things like that. But how's the situation in 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 in
4: in your parish,
5: Monsignor? <laughs>
4: ah, eh, Keluang, very calm, very calm. Eh? Quiet, okay? And quiet, eh? Uh, and I mean talking about inside the church, lah, eh? Okay? We are living in a very serene area. And uh, I think the church is, uh, um, look like a monastery, okay? Uh, flower, birds, going Alex always taking his, uh, what do you call, uh, iPhone and then uh, binocular, and look around the birds uh, and they hear the birds chirping around, yeah. So somehow that is the, the scenario in the, in, in the church. Yeah. But yeah, the people. Yes, we are keep in touch with the people, uh, through Zoom and uh, through WhatsApp, okay, phone call, uh, meeting the people. So it's quite interesting life uh, during this time of pandemic. So right, are, are right. both are,
3: are both of you sitting in the garden and having kluang coffee, the famous kluang coffee, isn't it?
4: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, kluang coffee is around. Of course, now we have to using the instant type lah. Okay, after <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Alex didn't drink coffee. Okay, only yeah. I. I am a coffee lover. Okay, so you will have a te tare. Okay, so remember. So always have to get some tea tare for him. Oh, I made mean my made tare for him.
5: Yeah, yeah. He he's the one who uh, did a proper tare the other day. Usually nowadays, you know, I do the three in one one uh, because it's easier because I'm a bit lazy la. <laughs> But he did a, a real tarikh for me the other day you know uh, that was quite good you know i missed the mama
0: yeah.
1: so i mean uh yeah i just i think a lot of people uh, i mean haven't seen how the parish or how the church looks like in ruang saint louis uh, so maybe we, we will just show you all a picture in terms of uh yeah to show malaysians out there who's listening this is the beautiful parish of saint louis yeah, maybe you want to talk a bit about the 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 parish, Alex, Father Alex, and 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 Monsignor. So this is the entrance. Yeah, and and this this parish is actually very near the uh, Kluang station. Yeah, so it's beautiful. They have line, a nice compound all around it, and you can see this was I think Christmas. There's a nice crisp tall Christmas tree which they made outside. Yeah, and it's a uh, the community is it's 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 very warm and very welcoming. And of course, uh, because of this uh, Father Alex and uh, Father uh, Monsignor who are very welcoming to, to people who visit actually, you know. So this is how it looks like. And yeah, if you happen to drop by Kluang when everything opens up, yeah, you can drop by to this parish yeah? so I think yeah, there's
0: four uh, language groups la, there. Uh, there's four, four language
5: groups. Uh? If, you, if, you if you want to have an experience of a Malaysian uh, church, I mean, I'm putting it like a Malaysian church, la, because there's four languages community here. Uh, the Mandarin, the Tamil, the English. Uh, uh, for me, coming from, you know, I'm a PJ boy, you know, coming from Assumption, who has, you know, always been English, you know, always been exposed to that only. For me, when I came here, this is a real, for me, I think it's a, a good exposure, you know, uh, outside of the confines of a city kind of a, 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 a parish, you know, where I, I really see. Uh, the the whole community of uh Malaysia in that sends us uh, Sarawak sarokans also, yeah you know the mandarin speaking you know the the Tamil one uh, it is just uh for me uh, as a new priest it's amazing you know because you know uh now i can i can understand better the different cultures and the different ways of you know how different communities gather together of course, Monsino is the, the expert in uh, bringing them even better together. Like, I think if I, if I was alone <laughs> well, yeah, I would have been struggling to figure out how to, you know, but Monsino was uh, uh, instrumental in, I think, uh, making them, you know, gel together. It's not easy, I think. Uh, very, very difficult. You know, one 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 language group is already, I think there's a lot of difficulties. Uh, can you imagine four different language groups, you know, a different kind of a culture and race, you know. I wish I you know la. <laughs>
1: So maybe, uh, I, I think uh, if you'd if like to find out, because today the pandemic has evolved quite a bit, right? I mean, uh, Father Clarence has shared in terms of um, how he has evolved in terms of his, the ministry he's been doing. I mean, we have Catholics at home now. we have been going podcast. We have the live stream in, in, in KL and stuff like that. Maybe, Monsignor, could you share how is it like uh, uh, in this past one and a half years, In, in especially in, in Kluang, uh, how, how being a priest today? I mean, what is the... How have you evolved, or, or what are the challenges you, you have faced in terms of uh, this pandemic?
4: Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mark uh, and uh, Father Clarence. Uh, for I mean, uh, uh you pulled me accidentally enter into this uh, Catholic pool. Okay. Uh, this is what we call life full of surprises. Okay, life full of surprises, and especially in this pandemic time. You 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 see that a lot of surprises going on uh, in uh, in terms of uh, a life of a priest. Uh, the challenge is uh, food for priests. Okay, so there is I mean, uh, the one of the things uh, that uh, the priests need to eat also. Okay, so going out, getting food, or doing our own cooking. Uh, that is also and what to eat and all these things. So less traditional around uh yes so that is uh, one of the challenges as a uh, life of a priest okay. but uh, uh that is a uh, one one thing and then we have to a lot of time we let our staff and all these things so the priest have to do all uh, diy and many things in in uh, uh on his own okay and also yeah. uh you you have to keep, keep up keeping the church also okay so some of the church uh, maintenance or anything that is uh, a spoil, uh, you you have to hand on. You have to take the spana and do it. Okay? So that is something interesting in the in the life of priest in the church, okay. And especially in this time of uh, of the pandemic. So I'm talking about myself and uh, how life in the in the in the parish again. Okay? Uh, like, uh, on the other side, pastor and all you know, meeting the people, those who are in need, or there is. Uh, yeah we will continue to chat about it yes <laughs> all right all right
3: uh, just just listening to you um Senior peter you talk about 18 months the challenges if there's one silver lining for example you know something that you are grateful to god for especially during this pandemic in your ministry what would that be
4: uh that would be these uh, the, this, uh in this type of situation, I think the light, uh, light, uh, lightning, uh time is uh, yes. The priest become a sign and symbol of a hope and strength for the people. Yeah, the people really uh, need to look at the priest. They can hear the voice, or even they can see the priest in the in the in the Facebook uh, live. Uh, that I think give them the the, the strength. Okay. Uh, uh that, that's what I experience. Okay.
0: Yeah. Mm.
4: Okay, hold on, uh. You're just trying
1: to okay, get further Alex <clears throat> Okay.
5: My, yes. wifi my side is giving problems. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think these days uh, many people are using the internet, so so the connection is uh, not very good. Yeah. So okay, uh Alex, do we have any questions? So I think let 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 let's let's continue the conversation. I think uh I think the the there's one question which asks, uh, what are the best and worst parts today? I mean, what are the best parts lah, of being a priest? What's the most fulfilling thing you have experienced? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, as a priest lah. Yeah, so maybe we'll start with Father Clarence and then we will move on to Father Alex. <laughs> well, good, yeah. let's
3: let's let's get let's give our guests uh. Oh, Priority. I okay. think people have listened to me so many. So today I'm gonna to, I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna listen to other priests <laughs> speak. You know, so this is this will be my break. Uh maybe yeah,
0: maybe
3: trying to escape Manola. But <laughs> maybe maybe for the Alex, you know. Um uh, I mean he's a young priest, and and we have had him before. Um uh, yeah. during this what now? It's two years now for the Alex? You've been a priest? Uh or slightly more? Three. Almost three years. years Almost, almost three years of priest yeah, you know what is if there's almost one almost. one happy yeah. moment uh you know what would that be you know what 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 inspires you uh in your priesthood up to now
5: uh, i think uh, for me i think the relationship with uh, with god is the most uh, important thing like, um the relationship with god you know that i that i want to keep <laughs> in some sense, you know, I think uh, the call is, you know, is to the In some there is uh, the thing, online <speaking> thing is there. By, at the same time, you know, what what is keeping uh, me going? I guess because I believe that this is probably the best path for me. Uh? Uh, the best path for me, uh, in order to be better, a uh, better version of who I am called to be, lah. Um, uh, and I think uh, uh, pursuit is the one that is the calling that is uh, uh, that I, I needed to answer, la. Um, um, uh, That I needed to. I don't know whether I'm question properly or not.
3: <laughs> no, but for Alex, I think you're a little bit soft. We, we can't hear you uh, very clearly. Okay. Now, while maybe we could ask you to maybe to help yourself with a with the, with a headset uh like you had earlier you want to clear up maybe we move to uh, monsignor peter monsignor peter what is your greatest challenge uh, now you you uh, prob- you are probably 3 years behind me in the seminary three right uh, yes yeah yeah, yeah you I are my senior think. but three years, over years over The same sp- age yeah just <laughs> behind me you know so what 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 would be now uh, 20 20 years 20 years of priest what's your greatest challenge in this that you have encountered Father alex spoke about his joys what are your challenges
4: uh I don't say that it is a challenge, but the the joy of uh, like what you're saying uh, what Ela is saying, uh, the priestly life is uh, full of uh, a joyful thing, and especially meeting the, the people. Okay, and uh, like now in the in the online time, okay, I saw uh, Anthony Sebastian Maria was online. Say I got married to to a clone girl, and now I'm a wild living. Okay and both alex okay so this is something good and then uh some uh some parishioners from here they are online now they say good morning father wow that is nice enough to, to hear that so for priests uh to to be uh, seeing people around okay uh, uh and especially uh both of us you know the sister santi maria sister santi who is a connection sister i think he's also online now and he said wow my parish priest and assistant priest uh oh aloha from okay so i think the joy of a priesthood is really you you enjoy every moment of, of, of your life meeting the people bringing god's grace. the challenge once you are filled with love and and, and enthusiasm and passion for the 14 you, you, you didn't see the challenge okay you didn't say you have to challenge yourself how to be a more joyful person uh, to meet the people, I think that that is my my own philosophy. Okay, uh, so that's how I I enjoy uh, uh the the priestly life and and, uh, and even myself. Okay, uh, meeting the people. So this is a great time. Uh, this is a I mean, this is unexpected that I'm here. I suppose we have a quiet morning in the Saturday, <laughs> but anyway, enjoy. Uh, Lily. Well,
3: you, you know, the life of a priest is always full of surprises, isn't it? I mean, you can be called anytime. <laughs> To do this, yeah. you can be any time to that. So we are always, you know, uh, ready for anything. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Monsieur Peter, while you are on the line, you know, people always have many questions. You know, of course, yeah, they are curious about the life of a priest and you know, what the life of a priest is like. Um, what well, there's, there's a question that someone asked. Uh, you know, how do priests sustain themselves? You know, materially. You know, uh, do you get a salary? Uh, do you get an allowance, you know. Uh, how and uh, what about food? How do you manage? You talked about these things. Uh, would you like to share a little bit of how how we sustain ourselves?
4: Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, uh, the for uh, for parish, uh, for priest uh, that is In fact, uh, many times I, I was thought that uh, financially or material life would be an issue for me. Uh, seminary time living with 30 ringgit uh, per month and uh, compared to when you are working outside living a salary of 3,000 okay so uh, from that on start i really god's providence is great it's, it, it is something that amazing okay until today i still not short of money okay and uh, whatever i really needed i just pray about it uh, and then uh, uh, time accumulate and all these things for my family especially. Okay. And for those uh, parishioners who are really uh, seeing uh, the life of uh, priest, uh, they, they sometimes say, Father, I don't know what you need. You you dress Sometimes you're always using the clergy shirt. I want to buy a shirt for you. Also, I don't know what to do. So they uh, give and all these things. So I, I, I really not, not not sure of money. All the equipment that I have, computer, handphone, it's all the money from the people and my family, okay? And I use the good use for the people also, for the people or whatever and all. You know, nowadays, uh, but I, I actually, I'm uh, from seminary that I think parents know me. I love uh, uh, IP Gazette and all these things, okay? So uh, I still keep updating and, 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 and getting it. Alex like also, uh, like and like learn about it. So that, that is how the joy material life. Uh, sometimes we also need to uh, learn how to manage it okay so for myself I learn how to manage it well didn't really uh, spend it casually you know so for the good use of myself and also for the for other people uh for the other people also uh mainly whatever you have material i also need need to go, uh, keep a good life uh, keep a good healthy life okay uh so that is one thing that i i learned okay especially in pandemic time okay i i learned how to do more exercise uh cut down <laughs> eating uh, fat and carb and carbo, you know uh you know this is a time that uh, you 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 less uh, think about homely. so you're more most of ah okay what to eat so better eat a better food so you go to youtube and search and how to cook okay how to good uh good cook so this is so who is a better cook uh,
0: for
5: he uh, is he's the, the cook. I cook I yeah. did, I, I, no, I'm not the better cook. He's the only cook. <laughs>
3: oh, all right, okay. <laughs> I
5: well, just eat. So yeah, looks like he,
3: if, if you if you have survived eighteen months, that means he must be cooking pretty well. Nah?
5: He is actually keeping me alive. I think. <laughs> 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 he's basically he growing. Through. He's basically growing. If you come here, you know, if you come here, you'll see. He's basically growing uh, uh, trees and fruits and vegetables out there. And at the same time you know he's basically using all the uh, you know all the the the, the online stuff uh, uh, all the ways you can get to bring you know stuff in. and people people once they know the, the, the thing is the parishioners once they know that he cooks uh, that's it we don't have enough fridge <laughs> you know you would think that we are, we are not enough food but actually you know because once they know he's cooking they bring fish they bring meat they bring all kinds of things uh, the parishioners are actually in fact, you know, if you we didn't, I haven't actually used any of my money, you know, in that sense, you know, because you know, all have been really uh, giving generously to us, you know, and, and uh, if in one day you can have about three people giving, three different families giving three different uh, food for us, uh, lunch, dinner, everything coming at the same time, you know, so it's actually, you know, actually, you know, how we sustain actually the parishioners are sustaining us, uh, you know, the people are actually in some sense sustaining us in some sense.
3: The next time, we yeah. know like, whenever we are short of food, we know where to go. Come, we, come, we please. Come, come,
4: come. Every but time,
5: Father, I, there is a
4: multiplication I, I, uh, of, food, uh, of, of food in here, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, somehow, I, somewhere, there is a food up here. Okay? <laughs> that's awesome.
1: then I want to ask, uh, like, for example, before you became a priest, right? Uh, a lot of times, I mean, some people ask, you know, because you don't have an income, but also you have a family to support, you know? So how do you approach that? Because sometimes you've got like dependencies, like you have to support your mom, your dad, and then you worry about medicals and also how, how do you actually address that? I mean, or how do you approach that as, as uh, in your journey? Maybe Father Alex, you want to understand?
5: Yeah, I think, I think one of the reasons why I, I didn't believe I had a vocation in the beginning, uh, I used to fight with the uh, one some of the fellows who can be very, you, I think you should join the police so I think you got to, you know, decide. So I used to tell, no la I think my vocation is to take care of my parents. You know, I didn't realize it wasn't really a, a, a vocation in that sense. But yeah, you know, I I, I, I felt very dutiful and uh, responsible for them. But what actually uh, uh, helped me, you know, in that sense is my sisters, you know, my sisters. I I have others, other siblings, you know, my elder sisters. Uh, they agreed to take care of my uh, parents, you know. Uh, you know, one by one, you know, they were helping to take care of my... My parents as they grow older of course it was difficult for my parents also because i'm the only son the youngest ones are more you know uh, and i also had to come to terms with that like you know i had to come to a bit of a peace with, with you know um that there is a, a, a greater good that i need to think about or uh, uh do also and at the same time you know um you know uh, god is capable also of uh, sustaining them you know, I, I in some sense God had to give uh, a bit of an extra uh, uh, faith and motivation uh, uh, to push me, but it took me a while. Uh, you know, it took me a while. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether answer that question
2: or not. Monsignor, I have got a question for you. Uh, before you became a priest, like uh, your journey, like I mean, were you working? Did you have a relationship with with someone? Like. <laughs> What that's, that's, you that's, 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 that's
3: always the, the the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 whether priests had girlfriends before they joined the seminary. Now this it's like a it's like a standard question that everybody wants to know. Always, <laughs> every <laughs> time. The gossip, anyway, la, anyway, next, next time we should next time we should just put out a list before that, you know, and say yes. oh, <laughs> you can ask the question. You know, can you can, who do who do you think they were? <laughs> anyway, once, yeah. Monsieur Peter, over to you.
4: Yeah. Yes, so it
2: was okay. Yeah. What, uh, did what did you
4: decide like? basically? What did you decide and how did you? Yeah. Alex, uh, Alex Johnson, uh, you you are uh, the story is quite long. Okay, <laughs> <this whole> class, <laughs> Give us, uh, give uh, us, we, give us a bridge version. We, a we wish will, wish will have go uh, to, 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 to your your place, ah, Kajang or where is it, ah, your 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 home? uh we have a. I've been playing, playing. i am been playing, ah, ah. When the train here double track ready beside the church, <laughs> our early in the morning take a train and then we will have a morning coffee. And, uh, what they call yes. lunch? Because uh, Bakute here. You got here.
2: Uh, <laughs> yes,
4: and then we can share the whole story. stories <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, by the way, uh, the, the live uh, for me uh, before I I I uh, uh, enter into the priesthood, I was working. Okay. I was working. Uh, I was a uh, 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 graduate from polytechnic, you know, uh, in the line of uh, food technologies. Okay, and uh, uh, there, there is something interesting on, on that on my vocation story also. Okay, but simple, simple. Just like uh, now, in the I see the comment here, you know, uh, Peter Nico you know, from Lacker, asking me, "Hey, uh, how do we as uh, parents nurture our kid?" seek uh, priestly vocations yes uh Peter you know, from uh, the, the, this um, the chat there from the facebook you know you, you type the asking you no know? i think uh in, in home that uh, the the life uh, the the initiating for priestly uh, for priesthood life uh, uh, my mom and my dad are very straight to me also okay uh, but they give me a, a freedom okay give me a freedom to to run around and to be independent and uh, etc. But I see their love, uh, care for other people, and that is how motivated me uh, to to love and to care for others. Okay, uh, unselfish love, you No, know? My mom, um, okay, she passed away, okay. She, uh, uh, she's a midwife, okay, uh, serving in a, in a small little kampong. So every time, any hours, odd hour, you know, uh, uh, the mother on the deliver, you know, labor time, uh, she will left beside everything and go and attend. So she will tell you, hey, okay, now you all do your own cooking. Okay, and fry your egg, okay? Uh, take care of the fire and all this thing. Okay, and this fellow, okay, the other sister, okay, you have to take a laundry. Okay. And then she will rushing to save life. Okay, say, so why? You didn't take care of us. No, there's another new life coming. You have to wait here. That's important. So there's something that like that in uh in a in a family. I think uh priestly vocations, uh, uh, initiate that we see uh, life not is more more uh, what do you call uh, something that is uh, other people life more important than your own life, and that is how initiate me uh, to be a priest. Of course, later I see how priests in the in my parish, you know, my old priest, uh, my parish priest, you know, like uh, Father John you the late Father John you the late Father. Uh, uh, Monsignor uh, Matthew Lee, you know Father Bala, Father Miranda. Well, these are all my inspiration. Okay, they all inspire me in my in my priestly life. How to dedicate and love uh people their life. You know, uh, uh, even they have no food or maybe uh, late time for food, they don't don't complain. They were just uh, people first. Okay. What was so what th- was your
3: what was your ambition? Did you have an ambition when you when oh, you were here? Yes.
4: What yes. was your ambition? Was it a, ambition to be a priest? uh in the earlier day beginning i was ambition to be a doctor all right okay uh, I to be a doctor you know, to follow my mom who stand in the medical line okay uh and uh of course later i noticed that again my study is not so good okay i cannot be a doctor okay uh can uh, can do a knife and cut the frogs and everything with no problem i said okay but on the human being <laughs> he cannot Okay. so uh, that is one thing the the first one then uh, inspiring to become a priest in the later part in my uh, when I see the uh, priest uh, was serving and then little bit knowing that who, uh, who is the priest why is the priest there so that uh, in, inspired me to change my uh, my dream or my my chitta. okay so in the in early day, I mean, in school, when you're in the primary or in the secondary, they will, uh, they will ask you, okay? Uh, to ask you, hey, what is your, your chitter chita Okay, list out three. Okay, you are an engineer, lawyer, doctor, and all. So at one time, at the end of my, uh, in the in in secondary, I really put priest as my first choice. And hmm. daring and bold enough to put it, okay?
3: Yeah,
4: like, um, uh, Father Alex,
3: one word, what was what was did you also have cheetah Chita to be a priest?
0: But not really. I, <laughs>
5: okay. I wasn't I wasn't involved in church for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Only after form six only. Yeah. And uh, then also wasn't uh wasn't interested in uh priesthood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not at all. Yeah.
3: Well God so, works in mysterious ways, huh?
5: Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead for that. Go ahead for that. Oh, I so
2: forgot. I was <laughs> no, just talking about uh, inspiration. Talking about uh, inspirations, of Priests that inspired you and all that when, when you were younger. Uh, Father Clarence, were there any priests who did not inspire you or inspired you in a bad way? Like, I mean, like you saw this priest and you thought that, uh, you know, I should change things. Like, I should be better than that. Like, were there anything like that and that, that inspired you to become a priest?
3: I think, no, no, I mean, I grew up in Rawang, only one church. You know, I, I, like today, I, I I, didn't have the liberty of going church shopping, jumping from one church to another church. There's only one church, there's only one Sunday Mass, and that's where we all went to. Uh, but now, of course, there, there, there are more. But I think for me, more importantly, yeah, there were priests who inspired me, Uh, you know, in different ways, maybe in different ways. I wouldn't say that there wasn't a priest who did not inspire me. Yes, you know we priests are humans. I mean, some of us excel in certain areas. Some of us don't excel in certain areas. We, we are we are not the perfect product. We were not produced in, in in a in a in a in a factory. You know, so you don't have you know there's there no QC to check and say okay, I in some reject. Okay, cannot throw out. You know, of course in the seminary there's some form of QC lah. Of course, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that you know with our own humanness, we come. For me, it was uh, my parish priest. Uh, who were there, who who inspired me. But I think more importantly, uh, priests who who encouraged us to 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 explore, you know that I think was the important thing uh, you know to give it a, a try. so so I think my early parish priest always in the altar service, they sent us to vocation camps. I guess that's that was their way of of sowing seeds,, no? you know that they they gave us the opportunity uh, to explore. Uh, for, so for me, that was that was inspirational uh, in 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 what they did, you know. Whether one who was active or one who was not so active, whether one was a good preacher or another one was a not a good preacher, that's that's something very subjective, isn't it, uh, to everyone? You know, even today, you know, yes. many people many people are looking for which church to go to, which homily is the best, uh, which choir is the best. You know, we jump from one place to another. But I believe that. Like for like from my own experience, I only had one church. I mean, I mean, Alex, you grew in Klang. There were more. There's more than one church. Uh, Mark, you in PJ. There were so many churches in PJ. But especially when we were in the small towns, it's one church, and everybody went there, and there was only one priest. Uh, we take them, you know, uh, uh, the good, the bad, uh, and and to to be able to and I, and I and I truly believe this. I truly believe this. Even 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 in the in the most difficult uh you know what you think as as a not efficient priest God works God works uh yeah. God works uh quite 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 mysteriously they may not be a good but, preacher, but they may be a good you know else, right a good listener a good, yeah, listener, a good yeah. listener to you uh they may not be the best in administration uh but they are available to you when you go and see them or in confession so yeah. You know, there's so many different things that inspired me. I've had quite a few mm-hmm. priests, young, old, uh, energetic, not so energetic, you know, uh, but they all inspire in different ways, Alex. Yeah, actually, That's Father, me. I want to ask That's a father. long, long, long answer to a short question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, I want to yeah. ask you see my son here. So, uh, last time you said what inspires <laughs> you and, and things like that, right? But today, the the generation of young people are quite different. You know, like the the kids and like today, they are used to all these games and YouTube and stuff. Huh? actually, what can I actually do to instill like the the seed? Like you said, planting the seed. I know, Father Simon and Father Clarence always used to ask me to go for vocation camp. You know, <laughs> but but somehow ah uh, didn't 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 go through lah. You know, but how do I plant that seed for my son? You know, you see now it's quite fidgety. <laughs> yeah, how, what do <laughs> I, mean, I do?
3: I just I just think you know very simple. We we don't even have to have to try very hard. Really don't have a try hard. I always tell parents, you know, you get involved in church, your children see you involved in church, and they will naturally be involved in church. You know, it's just a, a cycle that repeats itself. If we distance, if, if parents they distance themselves from the church, they don't get involved in anything, just go to church on Sunday, send them to Sunday school, they don't see you in, in community service in the church, then then that seed is not planted. You know, yeah. of course there are exceptions, huh? like Alex was saying that you know. He never got involved in church. Church wasn't important, of course. God, I mean, Alex is like let's take, let's say, Augustine and, and Ignatius and all people, you know, enjoyed the life and then and then came to see and then encountered God. I guess probably he would have a story to share. But I think if you if you are involved, you know, in your church, in 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 the service of the church, they see you, they follow you, uh, they see you. That's friend I mean, I, Mark, I I know your parents. I mean, they practically well they were involved in church you know because alex i i don't know very well and and that's what has kept you in church isn't it i mean to see your mom yeah. and dad uh, yeah. even yeah, your alex. dad when he retired you know he used to come to church and do the gardening with your yeah. uncle and all that yeah yeah so when, when they see this that's what inspires them i think that's the first inspiration the yeah. parents are the first inspiration then only comes priest
1: yeah yeah, I agree with you, Father. I think I think one more question. You're talking about inspiration, right? A lot of people today, they they tend to judge a lot of priests through their homily. You know, homily is just one aspect. Like what you mentioned, there are many things. Some priests, like I remember Father Wall. Sometimes you don't understand his homily, but he's so caring. He'll come to your house. He'll one day I was lying down. Suddenly, he, a big man just appeared at my gate. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do when Father Wall comes? You know, but but he was always there. He's always looking at ways to improve the church. But but homilies also are quite important, no, Father? So today, I want to ask maybe Father Alex and Father Monsignor, I mean, Monsignor Peter, what inspires you or what is the process you take to prepare for your homilies and, 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 and how do you, what do you do to make your homilies uh, relevant to the, to the different uh, audiences? Because you said your parish has four different languages, you know, and it's actually quite different in terms of the four different languages in how they live their lives. So how do you bring that teaching of Christ to them? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll start with Father Alex. For, for, and then we'll go to Monsignor.
5: I, I think for me, because I'm I'm learning. Uh, um, I mean, it is actually, for me, I use that as a way for me to continue uh, growing uh, in what I need to grow. Like, I know what Father Clarence is saying, you know, we, there's so many things that we are not, you know, we need to uh, uh, add on to um, that we are uh, still need to learn and grow in. You know, so uh, for me, uh, you know, uh, I, I take it as I mean, for me, uh, the mass itself is 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 important to me. Uh, uh, the whole mass itself, and, and even when I was a lay person itself, you know, you know, before became a, a priest in a uh, assumption, so, I enjoy coming for mass. You know, even whatever the the, the, the priest is uh, saying or whatever, I take it as as coming from God. You know, or even if the priest, you know, whatever is happening at mass itself, you know, I, I, some or other, you know, God was gracious enough for me to be open to whatever is happening there. You know, for me to receive uh, as much as I can. So, uh, for me, I, I take that that experience of myself as a, as a lay, as a guide in, the, in some sense, some kind of a guide for me. You know, of how I think. You know, uh, I may be able to witness a bit. You know, uh, 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 to uh, to to those who are in front of me uh, with uh, with the relationship with Christ. So, the preparation for the homily is is always is always in in prayer for me uh, uh, i'm not i'm not um i mean there's sometimes i think wow uh you know i'm sure all the priests can say wow i think i've prepared a fantastic homily uh, and then actually you know uh, somebody says hey today i uh, never hear anything so what is going on and then some days, you know, you don't prepare, you know, you prepare in, in mentally, but you're just not there to, you know, be able to put the hours in, or you think you need to put the hours in, you know, or five hours of this and all this and that, you know, in order for you to get the kind of, as if there's this particular pattern and structure for you to get a proper harmony. And then one of those days, you just wake up on the wrong side, you know, you're, you just cannot go this, you know, you just have limited. about are uh, you just before mass, you know, how you know, and then comes, you know, oh, Father, very good lah. this, nah, that, that, nah. <laughs> what is going on here, you know? So, I mean, of course, those are, 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 are variables, you know, that you cannot control. Yeah. Like Father, Father Clarence was saying, subjective. But, of course, for me, is there must be preparation. That means for Mass itself, must be preparation, not just the homily, you know. Yeah. To come together as a communion uh, with God, you know, together with the parishioners, for me, I think it's the most important thing, and then the harmony itself. I think you know uh, comes together with that, you know, uh, because God is the one I think uh, uh, essentially is is working through the to the mass itself, you know. Uh, 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 and I take it as that, you know, uh, uh, a simple simple way for me to get into the the the, the, the whole uh, process, la. Um, Of course, you know, you can go and go different different techniques and methods and all that, but those are, I think. Are uh, uh, different priests different uh, uh, ways, uh, uh, yeah. At least for me, like, From
0: what I see. Mm-hmm. No,
3: I think from what Alex is saying is is very true. I mean, we talk about how much preparation. There. there, there isn't a standard formula. Of course, in the seminary, we are, we are taught about homiletics. You know how to prepare a good homily, uh, but you know sometimes, just like many people, sometimes as priests, you look at the text and, and nothing inspirational comes out to you isn't it i mean something it doesn't jump out to you there's some there's some bible passages that really jump they, they jump to you because something happened during the week and you can connect what happened during the week and you know and to or something you read uh, it relates to the gospel but sometimes it's just you know uh what what do, what do i preach what do i what do i say this and you must remember that we do this every day you know every day and and you know how how do you uh you know reinvent of course it takes a lot of creativity challenges. Uh, but I think sometimes we also remember God can work in, in strange ways. I, I, I share a little story and, and Mark will attest to this. You know, Mark, when, I, when first, my first assignment was Assumption Church, you remember, it was Father Wall, it was Father Griffon yeah. and myself, you know, yeah. uh, I was ordained a deacon. So we used to get phone calls, um, you know, people asking, so the standard standard. Call, what time is mass, you know? And as, as time went by, people started asking, not only what time is mass, they said, uh, who was saying that mass? You know, <laughs> because, because they wanted to know which priest now <laughs> because we were three of us, um, you know. So they they wanted to know, you know, oh, this priest are oh, okay now, no. and then the other, who's doing the other mass? So now sometimes you know because we are we we have so many choices presented to us. People want to choose, but like you said, uh, I always remember this because many of you you remember Father Wall, uh, Mark. You remember Father Wall, and of course, Father Wall wasn't the, the most eloquent. Preacher, comp- put him next to Father Griffon. Father Griffon was like, you know,
0: yeah, I
3: mean, I mean, he 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 can he he can, he can sell anything to anybody, uh, <laughs> and he is so animated, you know. <laughs> but if you listen to to Father Wall close enough, you know, and and you look at his notes, I've seen his notes. Uh, they're actually they're actually very very strong and valid points that he presents. Only thing, I mean, because of the acoustics and it doesn't help sometimes, you know. So I think even. God can work in that situation, you know. Uh, okay, we, we, we. I mean, let's. We. I accept the fact. Not. Any, not every one of us. Not me. I mean, we, I, I'm not Obama uh, to be able to be able to speak off the cuff like that. But I also believe that God works in different ways. Like what Alex said. Sometimes I feel like really, I know whatever I gave this Sunday was like not even inspiring me. I mean, I give you a, a simple story. When I was in our lady of Fatima in the early days, you know, I, I used to uh, a weekend, uh, I, I used to do uh, uh one plus five five masses. I used to do five masses over weekend. That means I have to preach five five same homilies, you know. Uh so by the by the fifth mass, I'm tired of listening to my own homily already. I'm not so I'm not <laughs> inspired anymore. I don't know whether the others feel, you know, it's always your first and your second. You are really like, wow, smangat. After listening to myself five times, but at the end of the day, then somebody comes up and says, hey, Father, thank you very much for that, that word of encouragement. I say, oh my goodness. I said, I must didn't feel inspired because I'm so tired of, of listening it for five times or repeating it for five times. That's where I think, yeah. you know, we, we need to believe that God, God can work in, in, in mighty and strange ways. Yeah, that's, that's a little story that I wanted to share. Alexander,
1: you have a question?
2: Yeah. So, uh, getting a bit more serious about the faith, uh I've got a question here on the Bible uh is the Bible really the word of God or is it uh, man-made or written by somebody without any intuition from God or you know if it is the word of God then why are there some books were left out of the Bible you no know, like like and and so on like why was the compiled Bible not with all the books that were written for the Bible? Peter, capita. You like to send that. I'm the one of the hardcore citizens. <laughs> you pay the good combat come.
4: I I will let uh Alex to answer. Alex is uh, giving uh, some bible study and all these things, a wise room for the young people and all. Uh, oh, over to you, Alex. Oh, that's a, good I, one, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a
5: good one. I, I, I try lah, because you know we don't. We also rely uh, on a bad memory sometimes, you know. So we need some notes also sometimes, you know. But from from what I remember la, of course, you know, there were in the beginning itself, you know, and uh, after the, the, the apostles itself, you know, nothing nothing was formally written down yet, um, uh, especially after Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, the, the apostles haven't written down anything yet so there was a process of how the new testament came into play and that took many years uh, that took many years uh, uh, for 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 that to happen the early church you know those fellows who were with Christ Jesus and those who were with the apostles had to recognize whether it was inspired or not you know because they are just like now you know everybody is sending out you know, even at this current moment also you see a lot of people are saying oh this is the actual bible this is the actual gospel this is the correct one you know etc etc you know, and, and, and even even in the normal sense we have you no know, fake news you know we don't have we don't know which one is the correct you no know, we don't know where, which is truth already uh, at the end of the day we don't know how to recognize this truth already but because those early you know, those who are with with jesus you know uh were there you know they were able to uh, uh give uh, their own confirmation to the next generation, the witnesses itself, you know, by their own oral uh, 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 transmission, uh, oral tradition, they call it. Uh, so over time, you know, those things, because they find it sacred, uh, it is something sacred. Uh, those things that you are, that is sacred to you, you won't let it go, you know. And so they, those who are with the community, they can recognize, you know, the authority that has been given uh, to some of those People like now, you know, uh, who decides certain things, you know, has come into play as well. Not just uh, uh, whether the book is inspired or not. So somebody has to decide, you know. And so, you know, there were councils, you know, that came into play that later on, you know, uh, made decisions. Yeah, these are the word of God that, you know, inspired, that was been passed down all the way from the apostles. And it's not something that is just decided like that. It took hundreds of years. You know, because there were there were plenty of uh, uh, deliberation to be made, and because the journey is not an individual journey, that means not just one person decides just like that. You know, it is a communal journey. Uh, The authority resided in the in the church itself for them to be able to decide. Yeah, this this these are the ones that is definitely why because not just they decided just like that, but because when Jesus left them, they. They were not just left with something that is uh, uh, spoken only. They were left with a uh, 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 practice of faith. You know, they were also celebrating uh, 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 the tradition of worship, uh, worship of God, in that sense. And they were using all this uh, later on in the letters, you know, of Saint Paul and all that, you know, in their in their community. And over time, you know, that became understood as authentic. And of course, some were even in the Bible itself. You can see some uh, Saint John itself will say, you know, be careful of this, be careful of false teachers. This, so who are they referring to? You know, those people who are you know coming up preaching a different gospel. So they're very particular, you know, about what is what is really uh, uh, inspired in that sense, and, and they relied on the authority uh, that was passed down, you know, and which we still rely on, you know, which we still rely on. You know, in, in the Catholic Church, in that sense, you know, uh, that's why we we could confidently say, you know, these are the ones. You know, we can go all the way back, you know, to that. We can trace all the way back. You now, of course, this this requires. Uh, 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 I'm just giving a general overview, lah, because I'm talking out of memory, gun uh, But if you if you you can actually now Google is Mr. Google also can find already for you all these details uh, 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 on the net. Huh? So sorry, long long serious one, I have to explain a bit long, so I'm sure if other, I mean, anywhere that I missed out, you know, or fill out somewhere, you
0: can,
3: you can, uh, you know, correct it, (laughs) lah. Yeah, Yeah, I think, I think generally people's, people, in people's mind, the question is, I think the difference is whether the Bible is the inspired word of God, or whether the Bible is dictated by God, because this is where always, I think, in the minds of you, was it, was it something like a dictation Did God dictate? I think, for the Alex, explained it. It's it's inspired word of God. Uh, there were many books written, and even in John, as you said, you know, there are many things that happened during the life of Jesus. Not everything is recorded. Uh, only important things were recorded, and that's why you see the the difference in in the four Gospels. You know, like like for instance, tomorrow's tomorrow's gospel reading uh, is about the healing of the of the the deaf and the mute. Uh, you don't find it in in other places in it's just in in in, in mark's gospel that you find it so each gospel, each gospel writer picked out important things to communicate a message and i think that's what in the, the thing father alex was alluding to that over the years the church had to determine which were the inspired books uh you know uh, and and that's when i think i think many of you may have seen the, the da vinci code isn't it uh, i mean either yeah. read the book or or watch the movie and 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 dan brown alludes to the i remember i think it's, it's the early council of nicaea i think
0: yeah.
3: uh as the place so it is an evolution and then jerome who translates uh in 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 the fourth century uh so there's a whole historical process of of how you know uh this inspired word of god today becomes for us that's why that's why the word of god is alive it's always inspiring us. It's always inspiring us in different ways. I mean, so you talk about homilies, also, you know, you you listen to three or four different homilies of the same gospel, and each one's got a different angle to present, isn't it? So the, the word of God somehow inspires us in different ways. You read, we all read the same passage, but uh, it inspires uh, the preacher in in a different way.
1: Like like Father Clarence and and Father Alex. I mean, like uh, I remember last time Father Griffon when he had the Bible class. There's was one thing he spoke about, like Adam and Eve. You know, he always talk. I mean, he spoke about many things there, but but he 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 said that yeah, you have to understand the times why they wrote it, at that time what was the 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 political situation, what 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 was the people living in in terms of how they were living their lives and and why things were done. So like Adam and Eve, for example, some questions people say, hey, is it a real uh, that God created one man, one woman? Uh, because I remember from Father Griffon it, it 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 was a he, he told me like represents like you know man and woman as a and, and God's creation. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So some people take it literally. So is it something uh yeah you, you can comment about? I mean,
3: you, you you have to read the Bible from diff- using different lenses. Uh, I'm sure Father Alex will explain, you know. There are certain things that are historical. Uh, there are certain things that are theological or symbolic language that is used. And, and in John's gospel, you find a lot of, of symbolisms uh, that he uses. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm always asked this question, and, and we did this question also, I think, when we ask a priest by children, you know, if you use just your, 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 yes, your, your reason, if Adam and Eve were the only two people at the beginning, and, you know, uh, and children that Cain and Abel and where, where did their wives come to continue procreation isn't it i yeah. mean yeah. it doesn't make sense but to remember that you know it comes from a certain culture it, it talks about a theological significance of where our life began so it is not important it is not important whether you know whether adam and eve existed or not but what it says is that there was a beginning and the beginning came from god that god is the author of life when he he breathes into Adam, isn't it? And I think that's that's the most important thing for us to remember. It's it's the same thing, you know. I, I don't know the father. Alex, Monsieur Peter. I mean, you've been to Holy Land, right? Uh, I don't know whether you've been to Holy Land. And people will always ask, father, "Is this the exact place? Is this the exact place Jesus was born?" I said, you know, I really don't know. Two thousand years ago, the earth has moved. We've had earthquakes. You know, things could have moved around. It may not be the exact according to ways or GPS. This is the exact, you know, uh, longitude and latitude where Jesus was born, but. The important thing is that, yes, in this region Jesus was born, and that's a historical fact that he came into the world. You know, where exactly? You know, did Zacchaeus stand there or stand here? Is this the tree that he went up? You know, I mean, the tree must have looked like this, la. I mean, I can't say this is the exact tree that he went up. You know, but there is, it, it simply points to a deeper reality, and I think that's what we need to remember. and the story of creation points to a deeper reality. It's not a historical, it's not chronological. Who was going around taking notes? I mean, we didn't have notepads or, you know, writing, following, I bet taking I, notes. No iPad. You know, I bet, <laughs> you know <laughs> we take notes. Even the Gospels, even the Gospels weren't written when, when Jesus was alive. It was written much later. As the apostles grew older and they realized that the oral tradition will disappear eventually, yeah. uh, they needed to, to put it in writing. You know, they needed to put it... Uh, to say this is what... And they picked out things because initially, it was just stories telling. People tell Storytelling. What happened here? What happened here? What happened here? And people were afraid that these stories will disappear eventually. So, you know, so Paul writes a lot of letters. He has to put it in writing. So, you know, we always remember that the Bible has got, yeah, you know, historical references. It's also got symbolic references, theological understanding. So sometimes we need to know which lens to use to read you know uh, so I think that that's very important Wow very nice
2: Thank you thank you father for, for the explanation.
3: No, I always have this problem. I always say this problem in Holy Land. The times have been this the exact place of other. I said, I really haven't a clue. I mean, I may be the spiritual director, but I haven't a clue. I mean, I believe, yes, okay, you know, as historically it is said this is where it was, whereas, you know, this is where the last supper took place. Yes, I I, I believe in the historical fact, but where it took place, it's it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't affect there's, my faith isn't it yes
1: yes shouldn't matter uh, too much uh, father, where exactly it is, that, you know? exactly
3: whether it's point a or point b but we know it took place yes, yes that's that's the most important thing and then we have this representation that this could be the place where jesus preached you know by the sea of galilee if you look at the you look at the you know the the the, the landscape you, you begin to understand a bit more so but it doesn't really matter this is the point x you know even i mean there's there's a place where uh, jesus was baptized in the jordan you know the the river how long it is uh, which which point of the river i i used to not to sure sometimes
1: that's true thanks
2: yeah that's true brother that's true. uh we've got a question here uh on for for those who have departed uh, what kind of sacrifices can we offer up for souls like i think there's a difference of clashing maybe with different cultures or faith you know or religion what does the actual thing? What what is right? Is there right or wrong? Okay. Monsieur Peter, would you like to take this one?
4: Uh, yes, Alex. Yeah, you, you, you're you talking about. I mean, um, yeah. You know, I um, the concern is uh, the the ritual to for the dead. Am I right? uh, Sacrifices we
2: offer for souls for, for, for souls that huh? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Now. For us catholic we are normally the the, the mass for the deadline okay the mass for the day and then the what we call in the Latin word is the requiem mass now. okay that is what we usually offer okay for the day even after their day anniversary okay mass of the day uh, is that the requiem mass okay uh, every year and there is a one grand one which is once a year that is the also day okay there's also day uh, for me and my pastor, even uh, those uh, family who are non-Catholic, okay, but their children are Catholic, okay, and then uh, they want to pray for, you know, uh, to for their for their non-Catholic uh, uh, family member or friends who are deceased, I also okay, come come, you bring the name in, I will offer in the mass. Okay, as you don't mind, okay, yeah. So these these are the part of a uh, care for the, especially in this time of pandemic, we really need the pastoral care. Uh, for those who are uh, passed away and also those who are in the family they are suffer of the of the lost one and even they have a uh, suffer of of the uh, COVID kobe uh, 19 they are infected by the virus and yet they cannot you know, really stay fully farewell to the family uh, to the departed so so uh, as a priest yes the praying of a mass for the dead you know, is, is very important and also uh word um uh, uh share their uh, what you call listen to their uh, their uh, what you call um uh, their yeah, pain and sorrow okay uh for the family member. I think that is a really uh a great time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my my approach uh, I'm talking about uh, who are the person who are that. the church always keep in the remember uh them in the in the in the mass for the dead. Yeah. Thank you,
2: thank
4: you much. Nia
2: uh one light one uh before I mean it's we're we already coming up to close to one hour for our conversation and one light one uh do priests need a decree I mean before you become a priest do you need a decree is a qualification for a priesthood or what is the qualification <laughs> can you can you join the priesthood after spm for example
3: yeah I mean there, there isn't I mean, of course, you have to have what is required generally in, in 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 society. You know, at least SPM, STPM. Things have changed. You know, uh, a diploma. Uh, some come in with degrees. Some come in with with nothing. You know, uh, just willing hands, willing hearts, and also the the, the 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 bishops accept them. So you know, though it may be a criterion, uh, it's not the only criterion. Let, let's remember that. Uh, for someone who you know who would like to but certain level of of you know proficiency understanding uh we all, now nowadays even since my time and father peter and of course alex also we always do a psychological test and part of the psychological test in, in includes uh, an iq as assessment also you know so a certain level of ability to study to to understand concepts would be required uh for a person to to enter the seminary so you know it is not like applying for a job you know they put you all the require all the requirements down you know what's the job job description there's no job description you know anything and everything goes like father Peter says once Peter says, you know you never know when you'll be called to do something you know so everything goes. So it is I think the most important thing is is a generous heart. I, for me that's the most important criteria. Everything else builds around that you know someone whos who's willing to to, to give to serve without counting the costs. You know, you know, I, there's always a story, and I, I think the three of us would probably laugh about it. There's always a story that people say. You know, there's a family, and the priest goes to the family. They got three children, and it says, you know, three boys. And it says, you know, father, uh, you know, the priest says, can you give one of your sons uh, to be a priest? And then, and then the mother says, ah, father, you take this one. You take the last one, father. He's not studying too well, so you can you can take him and go. You know, uh, you know So it's it's not it's not the fact that you know you give the worst uh you know or oh, this one cannot study so you take to the seminary that's that's not even a criterion anymore uh, or it, it never was it never was i mean it is i think what is important is to be able to to give god also you know what is best it's like you know the best offerings that you can give god uh, including the gift of your children for vocation so it's it's not because you know because I can't, you know. Sometimes some people say, "Oh, Father, you became a priest because you failed in love." No, I didn't fail in love. No, because you couldn't get a job, so you joined the seminary. You couldn't study, so you joined the seminary. That's that's not even a criterion, you know, to, to to think about. You know, it's not because you can't succeed in life. Seminary is the next best option. It's not that. It's not even that. You know, it is about, you know, a generosity that that a genuine generosity that you want to give. Because there's very, you know, there's very little that you can go into the seminary expecting in return, isn't it? Okay, both for Monsignor Peter. Now we don't go in expecting to to return what Monsignor Peter was saying earlier. You know, people take care of us. That all comes much later. You know, we don't go in with that thought at all. You know, we we go in with a thought of giving. But God rewards. I mean, I shouldn't use the word reward. I think, I, th- I think God returns that generosity in many ways, uh, in, in a hundred times over. Uh, you know and not just food. sometimes it's it's it's, it's, it's friendship uh, it's it's you know even spiritual guidance families offer us spiritual guidance also uh, you know especially when we need so it's the generosity uh, of the willingness and and perhaps that is what is lacking today uh, you know when we talk about vocations diminishing or dwindling because that sense of self-giving seems to be you know slowly dwindling uh, in society today for various reasons you know maybe smaller families uh, you know individual lifestyles uh, for for whatever reasons so that's why i always i was talking to mark this now i said if children see parents being self sacrificial in giving doing things just they will pick it up very quickly so don't don't send the worst don't send the worst to the seminary send the best <laughs>
4: <laughs> I will agree with, with, with Karen uh, on, on this, uh, yes, uh, the intellectual, you know, your, your, your qualifications, uh, in today's modern world, in today's time, people may be thinking about, yes, we need it, and seminary sometimes the teacher or the professor will set up a certain higher standard, okay, compared to 25 years ago, where SDM and all these things, okay? Uh, even now, today, job already. You just uh, have a SBM, SRP. Also, uh, cannot uh, go and work already. But somehow, for for diacism pursuit or whatever, the uh, willing to study uh, to learn new things, knowledge. It is important, okay? Because even if you don't have an SDM on the way that you uh, your theological, philosophy, theology study and etc. You, you you have to get a, get a degree. You have to get a degree, even you get a master. And in my life, I don't think so that I will get a master or a doctorate. Okay, but yet uh, uh, the daily life, you, you have to learn something new. Just like now, one of the comment uh, asking, you know, Lorison uh, Philbert asking, hey, did please uh, after uh, five years, ten years go for uh, updating study or you know, their yeah, theology, philosophy. I say yes, yes. Even myself also, I, you know, have to upgrade my after my seminar and then 10 years in the in the in the I, I decide to go for refresh, to go for further study to uh what do you call my knowledge. Okay. Just like one of the topics just now you're talking about preparing homily Actually, prepare homily is my nightmare. Okay, but I didn't say that it is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is a challenge. Imagine that. In Mandarin, I have no problem. Okay, can can be uh, Chinese, say, it can be, uh, Malayan, say can be or Malay say can be it okay but in english you know and then you're meeting the people in uh, the Tamil language you, you, you have to you know and bm of course bm is, is our own uh, what I call study language so it's not not sort of a problem but we still need to upgrade okay and that's why homily preparing yeah it, it, for me it is what uh, normally i see what christ's life is from the scripture and 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 and, 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 uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the bible okay and then bring me to see my own life, okay, how it is happened to me, and then I share it with how people live today. I uh, need to, be. so my homily always center on this. Okay. sometimes yes, uh, you have to borrow from many many parts of the of the uh, uh, great homily, the doctorate people, you know, uh, they are well prepared homily, you know, but you have to borrow from that, okay? But they can't borrow from my lifestyle, okay? So that is something that is uh, touch people life. Okay, that is touch people like uh, that is an important. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm a lady, uh see Greg, uh, and even uh, this talk, podcast you see uh, bring uh, no doubt that we are what you call physically distant, but we are not socially distant. Okay, I saw. Many of the friends are uh, knowing me, but I forgot about them already. Uh, like George uh, uh, Gomez, I I don't know whether it's a doctor George Gomez or not. Okay, uh, Dorothy, you say remember in the younger day we are seminary yeah. time with Father John. Yana. we are having uh, the choice program. Okay, so that, that is how a uh, life of a priest uh, that uh, we still uh, something that is unique. Okay, uh, yes. Uh, there are many things that uh, we in our daily life we need, we need to uh, see God's presence. Okay, I think priest is the visible sign of Christ's present in today's world. Okay, and therefore we as a priest we need to update ourselves. We need to really uh, not say that we want to show off. Okay, uh, to put on, but the way uh, we handling, the way we talk, the way we we act, our emotion, psychology our way of uh dealing uh with people is all a visible sign of christ present to the people okay yeah. so that that is exactly. a very important so for young people uh to inspire they they see it's not because that person is a handsome or is a good intellectual or whatever but they see the christ in that person the priest and that's yeah. what they inspire uh, to go to become want to become priest so also with my life i see many of the priests that inspire me and say hey, yes it is christ there because of christ i give away whatever i i, I can have a gift. and i i i go uh, to be but somehow no um, without that we i didn't say for any challenge or whatever but many things that the cross is there okay christ uh, glory is not uh, his resurrection but it actually, go through the the cross, the suffering, okay. But please like, yes, uh, you you can't really very notice what kind of suffering, okay, uh, that uh that we identify only priest himself in knowing it, okay. Yeah. Uh, just like you Shin uh, saying that the mysterious priest, no? uh, I like his uh, book, the mystery, those mysterious priest, no. So part of it, okay. Uh, So if you, I mean, today parents are like, Mark, you you want to say, okay, my son want to go, uh, want to become a priest. But actually deep in your heart, he said, no, he will be slaughtered, have to go for slaughter, have to suffer. (laughs) First word, uh, I told my mom, I said, my my, my mom, I want to become, I want to go to seminary and study. Okay? My mom cried. Wow. Now that he is a, hey you, you are go up, you become a priest every day. The day that I told him that hey I want to go to seminary, she cried.
0: Okay? Mm, without
4: saying that okay, you are going or not going, he cry first. Okay, and then he said, okay, you, you, if you choose it, you go. My father my father heard about it. Hey, what are you doing? Okay, you, you don't want the family, are you? So he, he say he was very angry. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So this is how uh the other part of life of a priest uh, that uh, really uh, on our part, uh, the seeing Christ, the crucified Christ, uh, is is part of it. So because that sacrifices all the people, and that is not just a sacrifice, the painful one, but it is the love, you know, the charity. Yeah. And then that that is a beautiful part of our priestly life. After today, I should treasure that, and that's why the joy of becoming priesthood is an inspiration of the young people. Uh, to become priests okay awesome, no, awesome. no matter how their education or whatever they they will strive for it they will go go ahead with it okay no matter how a young man how naughty uh, okay but if their heart is a uh, Christ there living in their heart they will pursue it they will go ahead
1: yeah maybe, okay. maybe we have just a couple more questions uh, before because I think we are running one hour plus a day before mm. lunch. So I think one question is that like why are there so many denominations you know in in the in in christianity you know and a lot of times they they always say that hey you know yeah you'll be safe and this and that you know so i mean yeah maybe yeah father alex since you've been quiet for quite some time (laughs) do you have the answer for this i'm getting the
5: tough answer
1: (laughs) actually father dominic is actually listening to you listening to you you and i think he's he's, he's laughing there, father dominic (laughs)
5: I mean, I, I mean, of course we can go to the historical, you know, points and this and that la, But uh, we, you know, most of us know lah. Uh, at what point you know a denomination came out? You know, at which century and who and all that. So we can go into that, you know, and talk about it that way. But I think, uh, I think for me is you know, uh, the fact is you know, uh, each each century you know we have to face uh, of we have to face with what the culture brings, what the science, what the what the whole century itself brings. And at the same time, you know, we are similar. Uh, the person is similar either way. Also similar. We have to struggle with the faith that we have, with the church that we have. We have to decide. You know, when we are in this church, sometimes we have to decide. You know, are we in this church or are we going to leave it because you know of uh, certain things? Or do we? Are we supermarket uh, Catholics? You know, we only believe only certain things or are we are we uh, scandalized by uh, certain people, you know? So I think at the base of it is essentially is a, a, a relationship with uh, Christ himself and whether the, the person can see Christ, you know, powerfully in this church as one, you know, because if, if the person can see that it's happening there because he has an experience of Jesus Christ truly, You know, they will essentially see that there is a experience of uh, uh, Christ in this. And uh, and for me, I think, uh, you know, the the decisions, you know, whether to stay in or out uh, comes with, you know, uh, maybe looking to um, the failures of the church, the failures of the people, the members of the church, uh, looking at uh, things that that. Can draw you away from uh, uh, certain things and and finding finding another way of uh, trying to connect with uh, 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 Christ. So I I'm looking at it more of that way. And you know? of course historically, you can say oh Luther, you know, uh, uh, was the one who started the you know when he put the you know uh, 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 indulgences. You know, I mean, and he was right in that sense. You know, some of the members of the church, you know, were wrong in that sense. You know, uh, uh, in how what they were teaching. Uh, but it, Created, of course, there's a whole history behind the whole thing. You know, the whole world was going through some kind of a uh, um, um, uh, discovery of uh, uh, different things. You know, there are plenty of other reasons. Huh? Uh, 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 uh the the wisdom of the world and all that coming into play. You know, and, and it can create a, a situation where you can blow up. Uh? And it, it doesn't just end there, it, it continues even now. Now we see, uh, 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 we can also hear about the scandals of the church and this and that. Of course, people can get angry and, and leave, you know. So, the denomination, in some sense, I think, is you know, it's uh, uh, can be you know, uh, from our side, I think uh, it's uh, can be uh, out of schism or out of uh, uh, uh out of uh, moving away, uh, so. I mean that is at that point of history, la. But at this yeah. point of time, those who are in the denominations, uh, uh, you know, we can't really. Uh, uh, I don't think we can really look at that from the historical, you know, in order to uh, to see, you know, uh, uh, that that position. But denominations, you know, in that sense, uh, came out. I think because people have to decide, you know, whether to stay in or out of the church, and this will come again and again in the history of the church, Catholic Church. You know, people have to decide whether they want to stay in or out because of oh, the Pope is terrible. Oh, I don't like Pope Francis, you know, I only like Pope Benedict, you know, uh, this and that, and this kind of question comes out, you know, and then, oh no, no, the church is persecuting the, the LGBT, you know, and they said that. So I, you know, so actually the moment we, we, we come out in some sense, we are, we are, I think, creating uh, uh, another, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reasons, lah, huh? but some of course can say they, they chose because they seriously believe this is not from Christ, uh, this yeah. church is not from Christ, So they don't really believe in the relationship. So I'm I'm giving an answer from this perspective. Of course, the historical perspective, I think you can go and, and read up. Like, you know, what was the actual reasons why there's uh, Lutherans, the Methodists, you know, and this and that. You know, I think that would be fairer, you know, for people to read up on their own and, and find out. But from from where I am, I see, you know, this kind of question comes from a, a, a decision making that needs to be done by the person itself. And those who follow the person after that. I don't know whether this is uh, an answer (laughs) that (laughs) is
0: satisfactory. Thank you. Thank you,
5: you,
2: Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, Just one last question before we wrap up. Uh, In a day, uh, what is a life of a priest? Uh, Do you have any, like, how how do you stay on course uh, with, with your ministry? And I mean, like, how many times do you pray? Uh, I, it's a tough question. Probably a long yeah, answer. I I, 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 I roll down the
5: hill uh, Every day. Also, I stumble like, across the life of an ideal priest. You know, I'm thinking, uh, today I'm going to be the perfect priest, you know. Morning. Whenever oh, Never up. 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 I mean,
2: you guys also get stressed out and so on. For me like, lah. For me i unwind.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Monsignor and uh, other clients have a different way of, uh, you know, how they do the things. Like, you know? I
3: think you, you have to be very specific, whether pre-pandemic or during pandemic, because <laughs> our lives have been disrupted in different ways, very different yeah. ways. You know, that's true, that's true. pre-pandemic is very different, during the pandemic is different, and I'm very sure post-pandemic is also going to be very different. Um, new things are going to come up, you know. Of course, the, I mean, you would think if you live in, if you're in a parish, the standard is, of course, you have morning mass, you have breakfast, and you're in the office to see people during lunchtime, and people call, etc. Then you have other things to do, you know. It, I mean, it's a priest's life is not just pastoral, they're also administrative, and once you have Peter and Father Alex would say, people wanting to get married, baptism, we get to meet them, you know, uh, at night time, having, having sessions, having I mean, meetings with different groups. so. You know it's 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 a quite can be quite a full day uh, with different things uh and then weekends uh in the weekends for masses sometimes it's just on the go masses is on the go if you're in a big parish it's back to back you have masses back to back you know uh, you have outstations that you have, need to go to in smaller parishes you have outstations to go to you have to travel to an outstation to meet the community so you know it, it's it's a, a whole load of different things uh Alex, you asked what's it? There's never a standard day for a priest, like, You know, it's, it's, it's. I say it's like the book, you know, uh, the God of Surprises. You know, God is a surprise every day, something different. Uh, of course, you have the standard things, you know, our prayer time, mass time, our, our meal time, you know, our sleep time, our recreation time. I mean, sports is one. You know, uh, in the days before we could uh, be invited to a family for for a meal, that's also our downtime a little bit uh you know just to to sit and chat with other people other than church matters so you know just uh, to have a conversation about other things about life so it's it's quite varied there isn't a for me at least i can say this, there isn't a standard day that this is what you know there are certain f- fundamentals and we build our lives ar- around it uh on the other things that we do you know and I think that applies for, for all three of us, I would say. You know, you know, I mean sometimes as Alex says, you know, you can wake up planning certain things and and something else happens, you know, you have to to readjust.
5: Monsumo yeah. is quite a quite an organized man la. You know, I like watching him from morning and then night. <laughs> I think yeah, you know, this man. La. You must ask him, la. you know. He has, his, uh, he has his morning coffee, uh, papers, uh, that is a mass, you know. Uh, and then the, by evening, he has already, uh, you know, there's a pattern. La. You know, I like to watch his pattern sometimes. You know, I think uh, there's, there's some priests, you know, they are just very nice pattern of balance, you know. Whereas, you know, I feel like I'm a Jack, you know, Jack and Jill, you know, falling down.
3: <laughs> I think the pandemic has kind of given us a routine, uh, kind of a routine in the pandemic. But I mean, post-pandemic is going to be different again. It's going to be quite yeah. different uh, how we engage with people, how we do things with people. It's going to be different again. So I think the most important thing is for me. I think is is being able to adapt to the new situations. You know, that's you know, the flexibility of, of of confronting new situations, meeting challenges, the yeah. joys. Yeah.
1: You know. So, Father, Christmas is coming up. How do you think Christmas will be this year? I mean. Are you how, how you're looking forward to Christmas? I mean, are we planning for things to open, or are we going planning for virtual? How's your preparation like? Yeah, in maybe in Kluang,
5: Monsignor.
3: Your Christmas tree going up again?
4: Yes, uh, Christmas tree definitely need to go up. Okay, uh, it's a sign of hope and cheer to people. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, uh, somehow in miracle, I mean, uh, I didn't expect that there is a big uh, artificial uh, no? uh, Christmas uh, tree can be... Uh, what is it? Uh, of course, it, it, the, 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 the structure is, is free, uh, given by the uh, family, you know, by a family. Uh, but lo- looking at what uh, we, we pray, we hope, okay, uh, with our current situation, with uh, Christ uh, want to reward us, uh what do you call want to uh, share with us his joy of we are very faithful and uh obedient in times of this mandate i think christmas will be a time for us to come together to the church and celebrate that is my dream and my hope okay uh we, we have to dream we have to be uh have a dream dream and vision visions okay and uh we need to give hope to the people uh, of course we need to follow sop you know you cannot come to the church and then, then uh, enjoy and hugging one another and all okay but i think come to the church for mass celebrations you know maybe you have to speed up more masses for christmas masses and etc okay but i think the time uh there is a hope there okay there is hope that's a dream uh that's why now i'm uh, preparing okay i'm uh, looking at my uh, parish you know I have to think ahead you know the projector may be now out of order ready i need to get a new projector uh like administrative you know we need to think about money where to for the last six months or seven or one year we don't have a uh, mass collections, you know uh, so now we have to think about where to get the financial and all these things you know and then uh the equipment some of them you long time dinner run that's it uh you, 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 on that day you're not working okay. So uh, many things. we have the thing ahead, okay the thing ahead prepared. Uh, we plan. but um, God's uh, action we don't know, but we need to be ready, okay yeah. We need to be ready for the moment to to come back to the church.. Okay. So pray and uh, well, we're looking for that day to come. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. I think all of us look forward to Christmas and I think we are past the one hour, 30 minutes. It was a pleasure talking to everyone. But before we go, maybe each of the you priests, maybe could you maybe say a message like, to all the listeners out there. You know, who are listening. I mean, yeah, message of hope or message of uh, yeah something uh, which they can look forward to from from you. Yeah. So maybe we'll start with Father Alex.
5: Oh, we go youngest oh. to oldest <laughs> la. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think. I mean, of course, we are we're having a very light and easy conversation here. Of course, out there we sure, finish. You know, uh, quite tough for many people. Uh, so, uh, um, I would say stay, stay close to Christ, lah, uh, Don't, don't give up. Uh, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on uh, Christ. Don't give up on the church. You know, if we can endure a bit more, you know, stay, stay a bit more, and then the, uh, this thing also will pass away. I think uh, for a while. You know, we know things come and go, and so we wait for it, lah. You know, we are also waiting, you know, like Father Monsignor was saying, you know, we're waiting for the time for to celebrate again, to be together again. And that's, we are. that's, that's the hope. lah. will sustain hope. I that's all I can say, I
0: see.
1: Mm-hmm. Monsignor.
5: Yes.
4: I was, uh, yeah. I For the people. Yes. In our Malaysia, especially in Afghanistan, Malaysia, I think the team for our our pastoral team NSLP and the not team no hope believe and live i think this will come true okay this will come true hope believe and live yeah by end of the year christmas time it is we need this hope coming into our life in our heart we let christ come into our heart but in this time of moment we need to prepare always welcome christ into our hope okay there's a catholic at home and now we need to that cries at home with us so that we can come together and live and celebrate. Okay, So, to all the people, be prepared, hope, live, believe and live. Amen. Amen. And
1: Father Clarence, maybe, maybe we can sum it up and yeah, maybe we can end with a prayer after that, Father.
3: Yeah, uh, very quickly. I think they both have spoken about hope. I, I just want to go into this idea of, you know, we're all looking forward to this recovery phase, the you know, recovery uh, just as we talk, we need economic recovery. Uh, you know, healthcare services recovery, uh, people's life need recovery. I think the church also needs recovery uh, as we come out. and And who is going to do this recovery? Every one of us. Don't look at just the hierarchy. Don't look at the priests alone. The religious. I think every one of us uh, will have to to step up to help recover the church. Uh, and I say the church, I'm not just talking about the building Father Peter was saying about you know, the this need to repair the project, but the community. The community has been has been kind of you know separated for 18 months. We need to work towards bringing people back, uh, help them recover their lives. And I think that's the most important thing, that the church in recovery is going to be the responsibility of all of us. Uh, in the coming years so i hope everybody steps up you know in in whatever small way you know step up don't sit back you know be an armchair critique and say this is you're not doing this you're not doing that you should be doing this way but every one of us is coming forward to say what can i do to help the church recover because that's part of of the whole helping people because there are many groups you know the government is taking care of the economic recovery and you know people are thinking but i think the recovery of the church cannot be dependent only on on the bishops or the priests but it's going to be a community effort all of us stepping up to help church recover and you know in, in whichever way god leads us it doesn't have to be going back to the pre-pandemic days maybe god is going to lead us into a new pathway and to be ready to embrace that new direction that god is going to give to us yeah
1: thank you father yeah so again uh yeah we would like to thank uh all of you all for joining in and also thank monsignor peter father alex and father clarence and all for having the show today yeah but before we end like always uh, we like to end with a prayer so maybe monsignor maybe
4: we pass it to monsignor huh? <laughs> to to lead us in uh, our final prayer yeah so we thank god for this uh, morning uh, time um bringing us together and uh enjoy a, a lively coffee time in the in the morning name the father the son and the holy spirit Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, your love for us and continue to bring us come together. You live among us, and even in times of pandemic and suffering, and many people have lost their life. Lord Jesus Christ, give them consolations. Be with the family who are need your prayer. Who are need your consolation. Be with us also as we preparing ourselves to be more uh, like uh, Christ in our daily life. Love one another as you have calling us to love. I said, we love you. Lord well, Jesus Christ, be with us as we thank this morning uh, to be a companion to one another. I thank God that this morning I can be companion with my, sister my father Alex to me in this morning uh, sessions and together with father parents and also Alex and Mark keep up the good work that we need to keep in contact with one another and especially in times of this uh, pandemic. But even after that lord jesus christ you always your voice now reaching far and wide but without border because to this pandemic you let us experience your love without border so also with our life lord jesus christ bring us our heart without border to the people who are in need to us to contact we ask this to christ our lord
1: amen amen, amen. so thank you so much uh, monsignor for the prayer thank you father alex thank you father clarence and thank you alex for for joining us this morning on behalf of Catholics at home we wish you a blessed weekend and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week yeah so next week uh, the same time same place take care and god bless stay safe bye
5: bye thank bye. you guys